Copyrighted program created by the Rio Grande Oil Company. Los Angeles Police calling all cars, attention all cars, broadcast 102. All cars watch closely the operator of Mayo's training. Police defending narcotics. That's all. Rose and Kate. goes out over the air to hundreds of radio patrol cars. It's often a matter of life and death. For these cars haven't a second to wait. When that throttle is thrust to the floor, the police car must meet instantly with hot speed and fair to the sea. Siren speed. One second may mean a life saved. That's why the most efficient police department of the West refused to use ordinary gasoline in police cars and emergency engines. Test has proved that gasoline made by ordinary refining processes can't start fast enough, can't develop enough speed and power. There's a reason why more police cars, fire engines, ambulances, and other emergency equipment use Rio Grande cracked gasoline than any other brand. And that reason is the exclusive patented refining process known as cracking. Rio Grande puts gasoline through the newly developed Sinclair cracking process to separate the slow burning from the fast firing elements. What a difference it makes. In scores of tests before police officials, Rio Grande cracked gasoline has proved to be so much faster in starting, so much speedier, so much more powerful that it has been awarded the contract to power all emergency cars operated by Los Angeles, Oakland, Berkeley, Marysville, San Diego County, Maricopa County, Arizona, and many other cities and counties. On tonight's program, you will hear a graphic demonstration of the efficiency of our police. Rio Grande Clutch Gasoline has contributed greatly to this efficiency. For more police and emergency cars use Rio Grande Clutch Gasoline exclusively wherever it is sold than any other brand. And they use exactly the same gasoline you get when you patronize your Rio Grande independent dealer. Try a tank for tomorrow. pleasure to present Chief James E. Davis of the Los Angeles Police Department. Good evening, friends. You have often heard me refer to Los Angeles as the white spot of America's crime map. The phrase is mine, but the statistics which inspired it may be obtained by anyone interested in the work of this police department. During the era of lawlessness, now happily coming to a close, we enjoyed a minimum of large-scale crime as compared to other cities in this nation. This is not meant to imply, however, 
that we did not have our racketeers and so-called big shots. Many were the hoodlums who tried to muscle themselves into power. But as quickly as they began operations, we began breaking them down. It wasn't always easy. One of the most difficult men we had to break was a one-time petty pickpocket who muscled into the dope racket and made himself a big shot. His name makes no difference. He has paid his debt to society, so for the purpose of our story, we will call him Mayor Cronin. It was in 1927. One day, Chief David summoned the second returned speaker into his office. Come in, Trigger. Sit down. Trigger, you've had a lot of narcotic experience, haven't you? Yes, sir. I was up north to the State Enforcement Bureau for several years. Mm-hmm. You know who nails Cronin is, Trigger? Sure, everybody knows who he is. Big shot dope peddler. Thanks. Got ambitions to be a West Coast Capone. That's right. They're saying around town that I can't get it. Well, he's a pretty slick customer. None of the boys have ever been able to hang anything on him yet. He lets the mules at work for him take the rest. Yes, I know. He's the hardest sort of individual with whom to deal. But I don't think they're right when they say we can't get it. Do you? No, sir. I knew you'd agree with me. Very well, Sir I'm going to make you captain of the combined robbery and narcotics squad. And I'm going to give you one big job. Get Cronin. Yes, sir. It may take me a year, but I'll get him. Slowly, the police spin their web. A dozen detectives shadow a dozen dope peddlers. Make arrest after arrest. But never can they put the finger on Neil Cronin. Then one day, Detective Lieutenant Edwards, one of Trigger's men, is entering police headquarters. A man approaches him. Hi, Edwards. Yes, what is it? Cronin wants to talk to you. What about? I said, I know. He's coming with a scandal. He wants to talk to you. Well, I don't want to talk to you. Ah, be a smart guy, Edwards. It only takes a minute. He's sitting right over there on his car. Well, okay. Hello, Edwin. Hello, Neil. I'm seeing you since the day you tried to pinch me for possession of liquor. <laughs> and if we get your face and you found that bottle in the back of my car was full of cleaning fluid. <laughs> well, that was very funny. Yes, yeah, I understand Jim Davis has put his blood hands in my trail again. Yeah? Don't tell me you don't know anything about it. You work the trigger, don't you? Yeah. You don't make much money, do you, Edwin? I don't need to tell you what a copper salary is. Would you like an extra two hundred dollars a month for what? Tell me where Trigger's plans are. No thanks. Being a little foolish, Edward. Well, I'll arrest you for bribery, Conan. But you won't die. You haven't any witnesses. Two here, deaf, dumb, and blind, ain't you, sir? Huh? Well, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Me not taking anything. Well, how about it, Edward? I told you no. And you'd better move that car of yours. You're parked in the yellow. I can run you in for that, you know. Oh, no, you can't. The loading zone. I just got to pick up my friend Sue here. So long, Sam. So he offered you a bribe, huh? That's just fine. 
What do you mean? He's worried. You must be getting pretty close to him. Sure, we're getting close to him, Jackson. I sent that book to Mrs. Hard, I've been telling her, he keeps news. I'm sure of it. Well, it's worth a try. Have you booked that Mexican peddler you just brought in, Chipwood? No, he's still outside. Okay, bring him in. Right. Pedro, we've got plenty on you to send you to the big house for a nice long stay. Oh, please, don't let Capitan not be up to Pedro. Pedro, one good citizen and taxpayer. Pedro, not a bad man. Here's the two ounces of narcotics we found on her. You can't deny that. Oh, no, but you see, this is the very first time I do anything like this. You let me go, huh? I never do it again. I think maybe we can arrange something like that. And gracias, senor Capitan, gracias. On one condition. That you do a little favor for us. Oh, gee, senor, of course, anything I can do. You uh, know a man and his wife of the name of Howard? Mr. and Mrs. Sandy Howard? Sandy Howard? Yes, I know him. I want you to buy three ounces of morphine from them. You want me to... I do not know Oh, it's a trap, huh? So you can arrest me all over again. I don't understand that. I'm arrested already. No, I don't want to arrest you all over again, Pedro. I'm not the bigger fish than you. I want to arrest Sandy Howard and his wife. Yeah, and for buying three ounces from them, you will let me go free? I think we can arrange it. If you promise not to peddle any more junk. No, you see, I promise. When he was, Ole Gonzalez. Well, we'll give you a chance. Now, here's what you do. You call Sandy Howard and make a date with him to make the buy. You'll have two officers hidden in the rumble seat of your car. After you've given Howard and his wife the marked money... Where do I get the marked money? Don't worry, we'll provide that. And after they've given you the morphine, you clap your hands together and say, Now I can make myself a little Dunell. I clap my hands together like this and say, Now I can make myself a little Dunell. That's right. That'll be the signal for the two men in the rumble seat to make the arrest. Oh, it's very simple. I'm glad for the good thing for my good Pedro makes a date to meet the Howards at Bordry and First Street. Around the corner, Captain Sigurd stops six police cars with plain clothing at the wheel. Pedro, the two officers hidden in the rumble seat of his car, drives up to the corner. A moment later, Mr. and Mrs. Howard arrive in their car. Howard saunters over to Pedro, and to Sigurd, watching from the opposite corner, there appears to be an argument. When did you run around, Captain? Pedro's getting out of his car. Yeah, do you suppose that Mexican's double-crossing it? I don't know, but he's getting in the hard car. I'm swinging around. Oh, big guy. What? Yeah, under the whole thing. Like Mrs. Hart giving us a bird. He's coming her nose at us. Follow them. Don't let them get out of sight. Okay, Captain. Follow them. Why not? They're wise. If we kill them, they'll just give us a runaround. Might as well go back to the corner and hope that Pedro's on the level and bring them back here somehow. That's the funniest thing I ever hear. I did not know this bullshit on my tail, they know how. Yeah. Well, you won't get very far in this game. Don't wise up to things like that. Sure, we never took a chance. They wouldn't have got a thing on us if they had stopped us. Well, what do you mean? They didn't bring the morphine? Not with us. You think we're nuts? 
Where do you take me then? Not far. Down this next block here. All right. Watch out the door, Pedro. Here. But where is the more thing? It's stashed in that head. Hand us over the door and go pick it up for yourself. Uh, okay. But it's a very fine business. It's a very safe business if you do it this way. Right there in front of you. Oh, yeah. Right okay, Pedro. We got the money, we got the junk. Call us up when you need some more. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, Mrs. Howard, don't let me forget that I think you're a lady. What do you want? 
certainly not you and your husband. We want nails, Cronin, and you're going to help us get them. You're barking up the wrong tree. All right, I know that story, and I'm tired of it. I said you're going to help us get them. Okay. For a price. Which is? Sandy's freedom. All right, Mrs. Howard. We'll go further than that. We'll do our best to get the district attorney to drop charges against not only your husband, but yourself. If you'll play ball with us until we get Cronin. It's a deal. With one more stipulation. What's that? That neither you nor your husband go back to the narcotic wagon. Okay. That's a deal, too. And if you do, he'll fix you up with a nice long-term lease on a Marine View apartment at San Quentin. So Captain Seeger and the district attorney arranged to reduce the bail on Mrs. Howard so the Cronin's attorney can meet the figure. Immediately upon her release, Mrs. Howard is taken to the detective's office. Well, Captain, here I am. Practically a free woman again. That's fine, Mrs. Howard. Now what do I have to do to spring Sanders? Well, let's see. We've got to make this sound legitimate. I'll tell you. You call Cronin and tell him you want to buy a hundred ounces of morphine so you can raise the dough for Sanders' release. Okay. Hand me the phone. You know, Cap, I never thought much of cops before I met you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Why, now I almost got myself believing you're human beings. I... Hello, Nails. Yeah, this is Birdie. Yeah, I just got out. Say, Nails, thanks a million for stringing me. Gosh, I don't know what to say. Yeah, that told you ain't no boudoir. But say, how about Sandy? Oh, I know you ain't got a hundred grand, but I ain't got a husband neither. I... Listen, here's the boat. I can unload a lot of stuff. My customers' tongues are hanging out. Yeah. Say about a hundred ounces. What? Four grand? Ain't that a little steeper? Okay, I gotta get that guy and I'm out of jail no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay, Neil. In an hour. Well? He fell for it. I'm to go to the top of Angel's Flight in an hour from now, get a cab there, and go to the corner of Forth and Alvarado. There'll be a car there waiting for me. It'll take me to him and I... Only what? Oh, he wants me to bring the cash with me. Four thousand bucks. Four thousand dollars? You haven't got that much money available for purchases. Well, that's the deal. Cash on the line. Well, all right. I got a friend who can raise it. I'll find my personal note for it. Your personal note? Sure. You don't know how anxious I am to get that bird. <laughs> Grave misgivings, Captain Seeger follows Mrs. Howard and takes $4,000 in marked money from Angel's Flight to the corner of Fourth and Alvarado. Where Mrs. Howard transfers from the cab to a yellow coupe driven by a Negro chauffeur. It takes her to the corner of Highland Avenue and Sunset Boulevard where she again changes cars. She enters the armored limousine of Mayor Cronin, which immediately starts at Highland for Mulholland Drive. Here, for fear of being detected by the wild Cronin, Seeger is forced to abandon the case and return to his office. There, for the next several hours, Miller bitingly awaits a telephone call from Mrs. Howard. Finally, it comes. Here goes, Susan. This is Bertie Howard, Cap. Where are you? Down on the beach at the Tango Canyon. What happened? He had the stuff stashed down here in the canyon. I turned over the boat when I picked up the merchandise. Are you alone? Yeah, you left him. You've gone to his house on South. Yeah, I know where it is. Well, he's either there or at his service station on Beverly. Okay, Bertie. We'll get on him right away. Want to try to pick you up? No, thanks. I 
Mr. Mayor's story. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, I don't care about that. This is the time I'll four grand. Oh, I love it, Judge Buck. And I do have. <laughs> My nose was just gone. Open it up, Chris. Oh, I'm a doe in there. Let's see it. Boy, what a relief. What do you mean, Jack? Here's my four grand all marked and tucked away. This is all we need on Mr. Cronin, boys. The case is closed. What we want now is Mr. Cronin himself. Let's go. Let's go. To his service station. <laughs> Leaving Cronin's house under guard of two detectives and placing the Negro maid under arrest, Peter and his men drive to Cronin's service station. Approaching the brilliantly lit corner, they drive up behind the police car, which has been detailed to take the place. Captain Seagull talks to his men. How about it, Chipwood? He's in there. He's been in there for an hour and a half. We ought to lie on him all the time. Good. Come on. How'd you make out at the house? Well, he's got clutter on this bird now. Hey, there he is. Put him behind the bush, can you? Come on. Well, 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 if it ain't the law. Well, I'm your last, Jordan. You guys quit wasting my time in yours. You know you can't get anything on me. We've got plenty on you now, Conan. Oh, what's the charge? Violation state poison act. <laughs> Why don't you get a new job? We mean business, Conan. We're taking you in. Oh, keep your bracelets in your pocket. I'll go along. I'll be out of half hour after I get to Central. Have a few sheets. Call them out, please. Send them to the Central. Yeah, okay. A lot of good that'll do, Conan. That's what you think. <laughs> Captain Seagull escorts the Edison Cronin into the squad room at Central and presents him with the facts. Now, Cronin, listen carefully. With an end of mouthpiece, don't say a word. You don't have to. And we ain't looking to talk to your mouthpiece, our boys. Now, this is unconstitutional. You're last fine when to talk about constitutionality. You can't make me talk. Now, listen, Cronin, will you be quiet for a minute? So far, you've done all the talking. Now, listen. Yes, sir. No one's asking you to talk. We're just asking you to listen. Yes, but a little bedtime story, huh? Time don't pay. The policeman's your friend and all that bunker. Eh? You'd be a lot better off if you'd listened to him before. I'll pipe down and get this. You're through. We got enough on you to send you up for a neat little set. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I haven't got any tricks up my sleeve. Now, here's the lowdown. You sold a hundred ounces of morphine to Mrs. Howard today. He paid you with my money, money I marked myself. He just raided your house and recovered that money. And you know what we found when we found the money. Fifty-five gallon cans of alcohol and $10,000 worth of narcotics. Well, how about it, Nero? Does your mouth see will do you any good now? That you can talk the jury out of that evidence? Captain. Yeah? Can you... May I talk to you privately? Sure. Come on into my office. You'll uh, pardon us, won't you, boys? Sit down, man. Cigar? Yeah. Thanks. What? Thanks, Captain. Now, what's on your mind? Look here, Captain. You really got the good on I'm to give you a maximum sentence. So does. So does. Daughter. 